Countdown to the weekend, but more importantly, countdown to the mayor's election. That happens on Monday. Anna Bailao is here, one of the candidates, one of the front-running candidates. Nice to see you again. Great to be here, John. How has uh, the campaign been for you? I realize this is not your first rodeo, but you know, I was looking at all of the candidates uh, a week ago today when we were doing the debate, and I just thought, this is just such a relentless life. Yeah, it's very different from a councillor campaign, right? The councillors, you're much more on the ground, knocking on in doors, your ward, yeah. in your ward. Um, this one is across the city, but uh, visiting so many communities across the city, uh, and, you, and, you, and because you've been in council, then you start looking at things like, oh, I remember that, approving that at council. That turned down really. That turned out really good. So it's quite interesting, and speaking with the community groups about um, the issues uh, at hand and issues there were there were in front of council. It's it's very rewarding to to ex- see the city that way and and how your plan is going to impact the city and and that's important. You know when I talk about the different services, when I talk about you know Scarborough Transit, or when I talk about all this and and then being able to discuss with the people that are going to be impacted. You know firsthand. That's uh, it, it, it's a great feeling. John Tory, I think most insiders, maybe many people would know, has been supporting you behind the scenes. But yesterday, it wasn't just a subtle thing like making a public appearance with you. He actually recorded a video, and then there were robocalls last night. Um, I have to think that it's a not a double-edged sword, but for some people, it's like, hey, we wouldn't be running this election if it wasn't for you, and now you're telling us who to vote for. Uh, listen, I, I worked with John Tory for eight years. I was his deputy mayor for five. Um, he was one of the people that a few years ago... Um, encourage me to think about running for mayor um, it, you know when when you come to this country at age 15 and and it's not the first thing in your mind as a teenager and you go mayor, through yeah. I'm gonna be mayor of the city one day so uh, he was one of uh, the people that encouraged me and uh, uh, he he came out uh, yesterday and uh, acknowledged that I have the best capabilities as you know the other other former mayors, Art Eglinton, Barbara Hall, the deputy mayor that has been doing the job for the last four months. And I think it is important to have people that have done the job that know what it takes to do the job uh, to say, you know, she is the best candidate, the only candidate that has the capabilities to bring the city together to get things done through council, to has the support that from day one can get the the can hit the ground running, that will not be learning on the job, and uh, and can face the challenges the city is facing and. And I think that's very important. Also yesterday, the premier, Doug Ford, uh, effectively said if Olivia Chow is elected, it's going to be like a scene out of The Walking Dead. I'll tell you, I've talked to business communities, both myself and the previous mayor, uh, John Tory. People are terrified. Uh, businesses are terrified. Therefore, the workers should be terrified. Because we've seen what happens uh, when, when, that, when a mayor, she makes David Miller look like a fiscal conservative. And companies will start fleeing. They'll start going. Maybe it's good news for the mayor of Burlington because all the companies will be coming out here to the GTA. Okay, so all of the candidates seem to have made stop Olivia Chow. For some, it's actually their slogan. Um, all of the candidates are chasing after the leader, but are we expecting some sort of dystopia should she be elected? Uh, John, I think that voters have a clear choice on the 26th. Uh, they can <clears throat> elect 
uh, Olivia Chow, who will be making life less expensive. We don't even know by how much because I've tried to get a ceiling at least out of her. Is it 20% the ceiling? Is it 25? We, we can't get an answer. You know, uh, the anti-police bias, the anti-business bias, uh, you know, the very NDP ideology that we'll have at City Hall. So very uh, oppositional to Queen's Park, to uh, Parliament Hill, which is an issue because the city needs to work with the, those orders of government to get things done on transit, to get things hun- uh, done on housing. And that's why you need somebody that is going to stand up and that is not going to be beholden to the premier, like other candidates as well, but it's not going to be beholden to a party ideology as well. And then they, they, they have me, who is somebody that, as you said, we have former mayors. Yesterday, the Toronto Star also yeah. came out and endorsed me as well. Uh, eight councillors, labour, business, uh, have uh, come out and endorsed me because I... So is that momentum? Get, I mean, it's the, the mem- promise, the polls have been very static. It's momentum and it is the recognition that we need somebody with experience, with a track record of getting things done, that knows how to, you know, build housing, that can work with the other orders of government. These, This city needs to tackle housing, needs to fix services like the TTC and, and our budget. And we need to work with the other orders of government. And so you need somebody that is going to stand up for the city, do it in a pragmatic, common sense way, bring the city together, because that's that's the mayor's best strength is somebody that can bring the city together. And that's what I do. I've done it. And I will do it again as mayor. And people recognize that that's what we need in a mayor. We need a champion for the city Mm. and an extremely good negotiator for the city. In our first conversation, you talked about this idea of uploading the Gardner and the DVP to the province. It doesn't seem, that seems to be a non-starter. So that would leave a fairly significant hole in your finances. John, um, I always come to the table with pragmatic solutions, and you're right. From day one, I've been talking about getting a fair deal. Now, all the candidates talking about a, talk about a fair deal because everybody recognizes we can't do this without being at the table. I started this negotiation on day one of my campaign because I'm running on it. I want a mandate on it, and this so is. You're a saying pra- you're already talking to the province and this about is, this? Oh, I'm sure they're listening. Well, I am sure they, yeah, they're but that's listening. That's not a negotiation. I am, but I'm sure they're listening, and it will be very important to understand that. One thing I agree with the Premier, there's only one taxpayer. And right now we have two highways that were provincial highways that more than half of the people that ride on them are not from the City of Toronto and that we spend over $200 million paying for the maintenance of those highways, unlike any other city around us. All I'm saying is let use those, that let's use those funds to fix the TTC, which is causing right. half, of the bu- half of the budget hole, which has been coming with a check at the end of the year up to last year. Let's be pragmatic about this. Let's put a solution at the table and solve fix the DTC and fix this issue. People, if there's one thing that came out of the pandemic is that residents want governments to work together. They're struggling out there with an affordability crisis. They want governments to come and work together and say, we're going we're, we're gonna to make it work. We're not going to go back to you or taxes. The reality is the provincial government and the federal government have been collecting a lot more HST because everything went up. Why would we go to that same taxpayer and ask for more taxes while they're collecting all this extra extra money? We need to come together as governments. That's what people, that's what I heard out there. They said, we are struggling. Everything is going up on price. We want better services. We deserve better services. You guys need to figure it out. And I think that's the message that all level of levels of government need to hear loud and clear. Okay. I certainly will. And that's the message I'm taking to the Prime Minister and to the Premier. We're up again against uh, half-hour headlines, but I've asked every candidate the same question. If you do not prevail on Monday, what do you do? 
Um, I will prevail on Monday. I will prevail on Monday. I hope you can join our victory party. Oh, I don't do victory parties, but thank you very much. Uh, How can you not do a victory party? That's the best part of the campaign. I look really (laughs) bad in a boater. Uh, Thank you very much. Good luck. Thank you so much, John. Pleasure. Anna Bailao running for mayor 